saw dancers and tenors singing and baritones and, until they got to, to me. I can't either sing or dance, and I was a little uh, worried about how I could put on a show. And I said I wanted to make a speech. And they said, oh, no, no, no speeches. We listen to Dr. Evat, they said, in the General Assembly all the time. We don't want to hear any Australian speeches. And I said, oh, yes, Dr. Evat is an Australian. I'm a Tasmanian. And I then proceeded to tell them about the uh, iniquities of the Australian imperialists in Tasmania, uh, how they had uh, killed all the Australian Aborigines and had put all we indigenous Tasmanians uh, in prison. And with I can cry at the drop of a handkerchief, and I'm almost beginning to cry as I tell you now. I said if I were to roll down my... Uh, socks, I could show you the marks of the chains around my ankles, and I did have uh, tears streaming down my face uh, at this stage. The Russians were absolutely perplexed for halfway through it. They didn't know whether I was being serious or not. I think they caught on uh, when I pointed to a finger accusingly at Richard Hughes at the far end of the table, and I said, if you want to see a typical example of a brutal Australian imperialist, look at that gross creature there. I think they understood then. He rose to his feet and denounced me. I went on tearfully, now cascading tears, cascading down my cheeks to uh, tell them about the the Free Tasmanian Movement, which I had created at that very moment, I might say, and uh, appealed to the Russians for assistance to throw the Australian imperialists out of Free Tasmania. Well, it got enormous applause and uh, still a little bit of uncertainty as to how much legs were being pulled. And I'm not even sure to this day, uh, Ganaralov was sent down here as ambassador and was tossed out during the Petrov uh, business. And the movement gained uh, very widespread publicity uh, through uh, Asia at that period. In fact, so much so that a year or two later I was having a dinner in Saigon at which the then Premier of Cochin China, this was before Vietnam was uh, all put together, Cochin China was the southern part, he was sitting next to me at this dinner party and he asked me about the Free Tasmania movement and uh, I deadpan told him again about it and he said, well if you would like the cow die troops, he said, we'll be very glad to ship them down to you in their entirety free of charge. It had that sort of nonsense about it. All sorts of people joined the movement. We had uh, treasurers and secretaries, and uh, as I say, it got a lot of uh, publicity. I'm traveling from Pakistan to London once, and Harold Holt was uh, on the same plane, and he saw me sitting there, and he'd just come through Southeast Asia, and halfway on the way to London, he came down and sat next to me, and he said, now tell me, please, about the Free Tasmania movements. <laughs> Very dead bad, I told him about it too. And it'll come as no surprise at this stage to reveal that Dennis Warner is a native-born Tasmanian. My uh, father was a hopman fruit grower in Tasmania up the Derwent Valley. My mother was a Queenslander, again with a, a land background. Although there was a good deal of law on, at least on my mother's side of the family, but no journalism, at least not uh, for a very long time. Had been a century or so before, but that was the that was the only connection uh, with the business that uh, either side of the family had. What active steps did you take to get into journalism? I had a uh, a rich aunt who suggested that I ought to go to uh, London and go to the school of journalism run by a man called Tom Clark had been previously editor of the Daily Mail, and I think he'd been out here in Australia in some capacity for a time. Anyway, he was running the School of Journalism at the, uh, the University, London School of Economics. 
And uh, I went and saw him and made plans to enrol. Then I met other people in Fleet Street who didn't think it was a very good idea. And so instead I tried to get a job in Fleet Street or anywhere else I could in the provincial press in England and uh, didn't succeed. And having then missed uh, Tom Clark's year at the university and having not got myself a job and having run out of money, I came back to Australia and looked around for a job here. Again, I found it very difficult. I tried in Melbourne and Sydney and uh, or even sent applications to Hong Kong and Shanghai and Singapore, the English language papers in those places. Got nowhere, was offered a job at a pound a week by a uh, publication here in Melbourne called uh, Radio Times, which I accepted uh, when the Mercury in Hobart offered me a job as a uh, copyholder uh, with the promise of... An